0: We don't do stuff with our mouths. Oh, don't talk to me like that. And I was like, I know. I get it. And he's like, or heavy petting. Now, this is the first time in my life at that point that I've heard that phrase. Heavy petting. Oh, so religious. Okay. And he could see the confusion. So he said, do you know what that means? And I said, yes. Yes. Like a liar, because I didn't want the conversation to continue. But then after I said yes, he said, what does it mean? And so caught red handed, I said, I guess I don't be. I just didn't want to hear you say something explicit. This is the first time I've met you. So already weird. And he said, like your hands going places uncomfortable. And I was like, got it. Got it. Now, was I as hard as a diamond in an ice storm during this entire conversation? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Welcome to Cheer Up, babe, the podcast, guy. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be cool. Look, we're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time. This is your new favorite shit. This is your new favorite. Remember, don't be a bummer, okay? Let's do this. What's up? You're listening to Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. Um, I hope everyone is off to a great start to their day. I can say that sincerely. I hope everyone's having a great start to their day or the great middle of their day, great lunch break, great masturbatory post work break, whatever you want to do. I hope it's off to a great start. If it's not, don't feel bad because here's how my day started. I decided to not wear underwear this morning. Only had the leggings on underneath my pants. That wasn't enough support. Hopped up into my truck, sat on both my testicles. Pretty sure I ruptured the left one. Saw so good, saw so good. We're just gonna roll with it. All right, let's just get right into this, dude. I feel like I'm kind of miss. I feel like I'm kind of losing out on my manhood a little bit. All right, as a man, it's slipping. We're just gonna, just gonna jump head first into the first. No little warm up. Okay, your warm up was the testicle joke. Okay, now we're in it. We're talking about my manhood, my masculinity, my stance, my position in this life as a man. It's slipping. And I'll tell you when I noticed it was slipping. It wasn't eight years ago when I met my wife and I decided to lock it down with one woman for the remainder of my years on this planet. It wasn't then. It wasn't when I then married that beautiful broad and took my wiener off the market for the remainder of these years on this planet, okay? It's not all of the basic shit you hear. Here's when it was. It was today. It was today when I got out of the shower and I got a whiff of myself and I said, why do I smell like I'm on a fucking beach? Why do I smell like I'm holding a fucking Mai Tai? Nothing in my world smells manly anymore. Okay. the only thing that smells remotely manly is when I fill the diesel engine of the truck up. Okay, and I'm not talking about my own personal truck. That's gas, which is not manly. But when I fill up the diesel that gets on my hands a little bit, that's the only manly scent in my life. I fucking get out of the shower and my hair smells like banana conditioner. My body smells like creamy coconut pour me into a fucking glass and let some middle-aged divorcee drink me on a beach while she's trying to get rimmed by the fucking pool guy. Okay. That's what I smell like. I need to, I need to reabsorb it. And I'll tell you another thing. We have like fucking Jordan's teacup sets showing up at the house from when she was a baby. And so I know that I'm eventually going to be playing teacups probably real soon. And I'm, Too excited about it. I'm too excited for that. I'm too excited for getting my nails painted by my daughter when she's older. I'm too excited for wearing a fucking tiara. I'm too excited for all of it. My masculinity's slipping. It's slipping. It was on. It's like the stock market when it's on a gradual decline and then they decide to pull out everything and it just tanks down to the bottom. I'm in the tank right now, okay? And I can't sell my shares because I'm down bad. (laughs) I don't. I feel like I need to go like chop some wood. Donate it to a a homeless shelter or something. Just go out hunting with my bare hands. Nothing on my person. And then when I come upon the creature that I'm going to remove from this world. Like a man. Instead we make direct eye contact. And it decides to domesticate itself. And become my lifelong companion and pet. I just have a grizzly bear as my companion and pet. I need that. I need that in order to reverse the track that I'm on right now. Because it's... It's a feminine one, babe. It's a feminine one. I'm getting way too comfortable in my own skin and shit. I I need a little bit of disdain for myself. I feel like I need a little more hatred for myself in order to be really manly. Because I'm getting to the point where I'm so comfortable that I just feel like fucking wearing pink tie-dye shit, and just flipping a middle finger to like the dads that are wearing like at war mining and they have their fucking reflective vest on and their boots that they've had for three years and they just look at me like is this motherfucker wearing a pink tie-dye shirt And it's like yeah Derek suck my dick don't get mad at me because you're miserable as fuck and I'm out here looking fine with my hot-ass wife and my beautiful baby girl you're jelly bro you're like why couldn't I get that because you're too insecure Derek all right now put on some goddamn obnoxious bright sunglasses and wear them indoors. The ones that are labeled pink lemonade. That's what I do. And yet, while I brag about doing that, I'm still like, I need to start a house fire, throw a bunch of pets in it, and rescue them all one by one so that I can be manly again, you know? I'm not in competitive sports anymore, so I don't have that extreme boost of testosterone that I get every fucking day from the training and that that aspect so I don't have that surge and now it's just like, you know what, give me a fucking tiara and I'm, and I, and I'm good to go. So if anyone wants to take me on any like river, riverboat gambling trips or, you know, help me make some beef jerky or something, I'm down. Just, you know, shoot me a message, you know, shoot me a text message. If you don't have my phone number, shoot me an email. It's vjjulio at gmail.com. I keep all my shit real difficult. Just shoot me an email and be like, hey, you want to go fly a fucking jet? And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I need to get in touch. I need to get in touch. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but I turned the volume on this one up a little bit per request of a listener. Now, I will say with the last episode's intro, so I always, I don't want to like come out of the gate before the little intro song. I don't want the first 30 seconds to be riddled with fuck words and stuff like that, you know? So I tried, I should have I just taken them out and not used the beep? Yes. Was the beep violently too loud in comparison to the audio and it set a bad tone for the beginning of last week's episode? Yes. Am I going to go in now and fix it after the fact so that future listeners aren't then turned off? to the- No, suck my dick because this is learning. We're growing together, all right? You, My cubs, you guys are my cubs. By the way, I figured out, I've had the idea to name my podcast Cheer Up Babe the Podcast for fucking year and a half now, and I just barely realized that the acronym for Cheer Up Babe is C-U-B, which is a cub, which is adorable little bear. Uh, shout outs to the grizzly bear that's now my pet. You guys are my cubs, man. Okay. And I'm a cub with you. I'm not no fucking alpha, as per the pink tie-dye shirt at the beginning of this episode. But we're cubs. If you listen to this podcast, you're a cub. Let me tell you another quick little tidbit about this podcast. You're gonna listen to this podcast every week, and you're not gonna like yourself for it. You're gonna you're gonna hate the fact that you waste an hour a week with me, but you're always gonna come back and listen. Because you're going to be like, you know what? Everything else sucks ass. Let's see what stupid, deprecating shit VJ said this week. Because I just feel like exploding. And then you're going to finish the episode. You're going to feel a lot better emotionally. But then you're going to reflect on yourself as a person. It's kind of like watching the Tiger King. This podcast is like watching the Tiger King minus... The production value, and the content, (laughs) okay? And you're gonna fucking love it, and you're gonna be along for the ride. Dude, I had a crazy, wild idea. All right, not a crazy, wild idea. Let's call it what it is. I had the dumbest idea I've ever had, and I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna run with it, and then I'm going to bury it into the fucking ground, and once it's in the ground, I'm going to put a dead horse on top of it, and then I'm gonna continue to beat that dead horse until it's the same level that I buried All right. Did that analogy get away from me? Yes. But I have the dumbest fucking idea ever. However, if it pays off, I look like a genius. Will it pay off? I'm going to say that I have more of a chance of pulling a $500,000 scratcher lotto ticket. And I don't play the lottery. All right. So there's, I have less of a chance than that, but here's my idea. Okay. So. I get the comment that I sound like Ryan Reynolds every, and I'm not kidding you, every fucking day, every day, every single day, either in person or on fucking TikTok or whatever. Someone will tell me, you sound just like Ryan Reynolds. First of all, huge compliment. Okay. Only guy that I want to hold hands with on a beach somewhere, but that's not the point. I mean, my friends told me, my, my, my friends told me this forever. Okay, my friends always just fucking said, like, I couldn't even enjoy Deadpool. It was just you and a mask. I think I might have mentioned that already. But regardless, I sound like him. I get it. This is just my speaking voice. But here's my fucking idea. I have a decent following now on the social medias. Okay, especially the one platform. And on that platform, since TikTok exploded, and I have a huge following on it now, and Every fucking third comment is, this guy's the wish brand Ryan Reynolds, which, first of all, kind of hurts my feelings. Like, look, no one's under the impression that I look anything like Ryan Reynolds. We all know that, babe. You don't have to keep saying it. Hey, also, one guy commented that he that it looks like my eyes could shake hands. Hey, (laughs) dude, that should be. It made me laugh and it hurt my heart at the same time. That's what I call a perfect fucking burn. Okay. Okay. It was on a fucking video where I'm holding my daughter and I'm talking about I'm just like I just came on here to flex on you guys real quick and then I broke down her and my outfits and then at the end I said like and we're both covered in spit up you can't fuck with us except for I didn't say fuck because I don't swear in front of the baby girl on social media and uh but and then all the comments are just like geez you didn't have to flex on us so hard oh my god she's the cutest thing of all time oh my god her bow is so cute wow, she looks just like you, and then fucking Kevin, not kidding, his actual name, Kevin hops on, your eyes look like, (laughs) your eyes look like they could shake hands, and I was like, first of all, (laughs) like in my head, I thought, first of all, thanks for ruining this video, now I can't watch this video that I made with me and my daughter without going, Fuck, do my eyes look too close together? Because guess what? Already kind of a complex about it. I already know that my head is absolutely enormous and I have the eyes of a normal person. That's really all it is. My eyes aren't too small. My eyes aren't too s- close together. My eyes just belong on a normal sized head, not this fucking dome piece that I'm rocking with. Dude, it made me it, it made me laugh. But and I wanted to clap back, but I also didn't want to like expend energy, so I just said, "Good one, Kevin." No emojis, no nothing, just good one, Kevin. And he came back with, I'm, re- I'm really sorry, I'm an asshole. And it's like, Kevin, yeah, you are, but also great burn. If you're listening to this episode, Kev, good fucking burn. I honestly, I honestly enjoyed it. <laughs> but anyways, back to my idea, okay? So I sound like Ryan Reynolds. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a video, and I'm going to try and punch in as many like shock jokes and quick transitions to keep attention like you do when you're drumming up that fucking fast-paced content you got to keep hitting them with the transitions and the and the shock laughs that make them go <laughs> like you just want like one or two of those a video people are hooked in okay if they watch the first 5 seconds they'll watch the whole fucking thing if i can put together a piece of content that in the middle of the content says this is me shooting my shot to try and get Ryan Reynolds on my podcast i think i have a fly's butthole hair of a chance to make it happen because here's the deal, Ryan Reynolds is is a good person. Hey, can I offer him anything? No. Is this the like I said the dumbest idea I've ever had? Yes. But if this fucking works, first of all, I fucking I might just quit podcasting. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? The episode after the Ryan Reynolds episode if this pays off. All right. What am I going to do? So anyways, back to me sitting on my nuts, jumping into my truck. People are going to be like, yeah, could we get like another person on here again? Because, yeah. Also, I feel like my sense of humor mixed with his sense of humor will be top notch. Top notch. I feel like we could feed off each other. It'll probably have to be through Zoom, right? Because he's not coming to fucking Minnesota to fucking come on to a podcast. By the way, I've I've thought about all the scenarios. Like, say by some grace of God that someone on his team reached out after this video. Say the, dude, there's so many steps I would have to work in order for this to actually fucking take place. Say the video blows up. It gets shared enough times. Someone on his team sees it. They contact him and then someone on his team reaches out. Okay. First of all, that's like f- winning the lottery four times in a row right there. Also, he's got shit that actually makes him money that he's got doing it right now. Hey, okay? But the fucking panic that will come over me if that happened. First of all, babe, talking to my wife here. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Doesn't matter. Babe, I have to empty our bank account and buy all new shit. Because I'm not going to talk to Ryan Reynolds with some subpar shit. I'm going to go on to Google. I'm going to say, what does the best podcast in the world use as equipment? And then I'm just going to click purchase. And then I'm going to hire someone to set everything up perfect. And that... Actually, before this setup, perfect thing, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fucking rent a space that's way out of my fucking price range. Like, hey, can I rent this for three fucking days so that I can get on a computer call with Ryan Reynolds? And they'd be like, that's weird. Yes. And I'd be like, okay, here's $7,000. Like, I'll panic. But at the same time, I'm ready. I'm so fucking ready. Like, the personality guy in me is like, I'll fucking... I'll bring that shit home. So if you are actually listening to this podcast because of the video that I have not posted yet, but I will post, and you decided to check out the podcast and this is the first episode you're listening to, go share that fucking video to Ryan Reynolds' Twitter and shit because we got to make this happen. If we make this fucking happen, first of all, I'll start an OnlyFans and I'll show my butthole. I don't care. Not really. All right. I got a wife and stuff and responsibilities and i'm trying to be an adult but i just that's my idea i'm gonna do it and here's the thing i already know that it's gonna be like wow this is ridiculous but babe i'm not afraid to be a little ridiculous i like it i revel in it shit gets my engine going and he's you know my favorite fucking actor of all time so it's like it, it would be a payoff. Also, not going to have a fucking person on the podcast until that happens. Not going to have a guest on until that happens. Wife, w- wife decides she, she gets a wild hair up her brass and wants to d- be uh, a guest on the podcast. Sorry, babe. We're waiting on the big dog to show up first. You can be after him. I mean, this podcast is doing okay. It's like 78th in the world right now. You know, we're on the way up. I mean, is that stat accurate? There's no way for you to know, so take it as fact. (laughs) So Jordan had to start doing this. uh, um, Oh, Jesus, I can't even think of the word. What's it called when you go to school and then you go to a job for the school to get experience and it applies to your class? What the fuck's that called? Internship. God, steel vault, steel trap she has this like internship that she has to do. She's like working underneath this chiropractor. She's learned about breast milk and stuff. Obviously I'm not hundred percent up to date, but she does this shit on Monday, Tuesdays now, which is my weekend. I work Saturday, Sunday. I have Monday, Tuesday off, which it's like, Hey, great. That's my time with my family. And then my wife decided to be like, no, that's my time for myself. Enjoy being by yourself. Like the other five days of the week. And I'm like, sounds great. So, The great thing is, is I get to hang out with the baby girl, the queenie, okay? I get to spend hours with the queen and honestly love it. Obsessed, so fun. My daughter is cuter than every baby. Don't at me, okay? My daughter is cuter than every baby that I've ever seen. Does she look like a carbon copy of me, but like the 2.0 version that's actually cute and not a 6? Yes. So does that make me automatically biased if I find myself remotely attractive that I then call my daughter the prettiest baby of all time? Yeah, but also prettiest baby of all time. The only baby prettier than my baby is any Asian baby because those little chubby Michelin men could get their cheeks squoze and it is what it is. Now, they are still babies. They are still now competition for my daughter. So step to the side, chief, because I don't like kids anymore. That's the deal. I made a deal with myself when I watched my wife give birth to our child that any other kid that we come across, that's not a kid that I find cute anymore. That's not a kid that I see potential for. That's a kid that's a stepping stone in my daughter's way. We've discussed it before. You guys get it. But she's been with her for like six, seven hours at a time a day. I obviously the only thing I'm thinking about is her, right? And that leads me on the future thoughts about her, like when she's on the playground and shit. Dude, I went through an entire fucking rundown in my head of like what I want to teach her when she gets to the age that she's going to have like playground time and stuff. Because let me tell you something boys suck ass. All right. We are little shitheads. And that is, just, it just is what it is. You guys are like rolling your eyes. Yeah. Obviously, we all know that. Yeah. But do you really? You don't know what's going on inside our fucking heads. We suck. That whole, that whole game of like, hey, I'm a little boy and no one taught me to how to express my emotions, but I am in sports pretty early, so the only way that I really know how to express anything is through aggression and physical contact. And we would like push the girls we had crushes on. Yeah, that shit ain't flying in the Julio household. Little fucking Zach decides he wants to walk up and pull baby girl's hair or pigtails or some shit. Yeah. No, she's going to know so many things on how to incapacitate Zach immediately. Like the only goal, if someone touches her, is to make them cry in front of their friends. There's not going to be any fucking verbal bring down. There's not going to be any little, hey, Let's use our words. Let's fuck that. We'll save it for high school or something when that might actually work. When it's the playground, prison rules. Okay, you touch me, you're down. She's gonna be bringing that foot underneath their little ball bag so quick and then I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna tell her, babe, minimum one, maximum three kicks to the body and or face when they're on the ground because that's what that's what brings the embarrassment out. The nut shot... They can, they'll hit the ground and then it'll be kind of embarrassing, but they won't start crying yet. But you catch a little Velcro pink glitter shoe to the face two or three times in front of all your friends. Meanwhile, you can't really move and get up because of the nut shot. And this is from an adorable little girl. You're crying. And guess what you're not going to do, Zach? Touch my goddamn daughter again. And that's just how that's going to be. That's how I'm raising her. We're not standing for any bullshit. And if the school tries to call me and tell me something like, so we're going to have to go with a suspension. Whoa, 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 what happened? Well, she, uh, she beat up Zach on the playground today. Oh, sounds like she has a crush on him. Cause that's the crap that guy that they told the girls when I was younger, when I was a boy on the playground and shit, we got away with everything. Cause it's like. It's okay. He just has a crush on you. Now that I have a daughter, no, no, no. She's going to know how to throw hands. So watch the fuck out, Zachary. I'm going to be teaching her all, like, she's going to know about all the red flags. Like, there's the obvious red flags. There's the obvious red flags, like the flat bill hats and the vaping. Yeah, that's a hard pass. No, not cool. Not when you're 16. Not when you're 26. Not when you're 36. 36. Not when it looks like you're holding the back of a pistol to your mouth because you've modded it out with 17 different canister, whatever, unicorn, peach, vape juice, whatever the hell. Okay? Not cool. Never cool. Cooler than smoking? No. Same as smoking, actually. It's just, that's a red flag. Nope. Any, any comment about your mom ever, red flag. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Comments on your mom, period. A question, by, so what's your mom like? Red flag. Don't have to worry about that. Hey, Connor, don't ask those questions. Okay. And I, But I'll tell you the sneaky red flag. And this is the red flag that I was. And we'll run through this entire thing. I'll have complete honesty on why I was a red flag. Because I'm sure my exes know it by now. I'm sure they put it together, the game together. And I'm a married man now, so it doesn't even matter. I'm just... I'm teaching from my very, very own personal experience. Biggest red flag, the nice guy, okay? That was the type of boyfriend I was. First of all, I was a girlfriend guy. I wasn't really ever single. I didn't do the whole dating around thing. I never bam, 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 get in, get off, get out. I was never, that was never my bag. That was never my style. I had a girlfriend for like three months at a time, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Like that was just what it was. But here's the shitty thing. I dictated usually, like when I got a little bit older, I dictated what girl I wanted to date based off of what I was hearing chats around the school. How fucked up is that? Now, as an adult man who has a daughter, I recognize that's some, that's some fucked up. That's a fucked up picking process. Now, granted, I was never a bad boyfriend. I was always super duper kind and I did end up getting feelings for these girls, but the initial process was, oh, she's cute and other people wanted her. I'm going to date her. That was my thing. And that's, and it's, don't get me wrong. That's this, that's gross. But I knew that I was. It, I don't know. It, it eventually was fine, but I was the nice guy. So if the baby girl thinks she's going to bring home a guy because he's nice, I'm gonna see right through that bullshit. Here's the thing, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but I dated this one Mormon girl. Okay, she is hands down one of the like gentlest and nicest people that I've ever met. Period. Like I was like her first kiss and stuff, and I actually really did care about this girl. She was really, really cool. Now, the thing is, is she was like devout with her religion, so I knew going in that no. Hanky panky. Oh, so old was going to happen. Okay. But I liked her and I wanted to date her, and she was really, she was really cool. She's always really cool. But before I could, I was going to be like her first boyfriend, first kiss, like all that stuff. Right. Before I could, I had to go to her house, which is the length of a football field. Family's doing real well, as in you can murder an entire family of four on one end, and and if a person's on the other end, they'll just stay asleep. They won't even... It's scary, all right? That was the vibe I got. Obviously, that's never happened. not saying anything like that, but I had to go to this house where I got exhausted walking through the house to get back to the back office where I had to have a conversation with the dad, okay? Now, this was the most uncomfortable conversation that I've ever had with an adult. It was weird because obviously it was steeped in religion. And I am not religious. I don't believe in separation of religion. I don't believe in that. I don't think it's cool. Alright? I'm very woke with it. You know what I mean? Very just, like, just like chill vibes, chill hang. That's really what I go. Not really. I just don't like religion. I think it's very divisive. But they were all in. In. And they brought their daughters up as such, which I respected it. All right. I respected the boundary of it. I wasn't going to be indoctrinated. You're not going to put me in a fucking cloak and tell me to, you no, know, I don't know, cut off my pinky toe. I don't know what they did, but I had to sit down. Okay. And it was, it was all about like the beginning was very normal, like expectations on, like, listen, my daughter is not to be disrespected. And it's like, yes. You know, he took it straight out of the I'm trying to be a scary dad handbook and it wasn't really working because I knew I could buckle his knees. All right. Once again, I was a disrespectful little shit in my brain. (laughs) But there was a segment of the talk. Like, obviously, it was like kind of without word. It wasn't really without word. He said, "We, we don't believe in sex before marriage. And I was like, I understand that. I already know that. Now, granted, I haven't started dating her, okay? I, like, we liked each other at this point. And I, and I was like, yo, you want to be my girl? And uh, yeah, after you talk to dad, cool. Sounds already, uh, cool Cool vibes. Chill vibes, cool hang, chill vibes. I think that I want to do this for six to eight months. And I'm not lying, <laughs> that's how long. But, uh, but we got to the sex part of the conversation. And, and I was like, we don't even need to get into this. I already, she has already expressed like how she feels about it. And I am a hundred percent willing to accept that. I'm not going to disrespect that if that's what she wants. Right now, granted, this did not happen, but had it happened later on that she was like, you know what? That was a stupid fucking rule. We should just do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Been a hundred percent down. But like I said, she's just too good of a girl and I never tried to break that boundary honestly but after I said that I'll respect a thing he goes now this means a few things and my butthole tightened a little bit because I was like I could feel the shift in the room the air in the room changed as if the universe was telling me the next couple sentences are going to be real uncomfortable for you and I said and I just I didn't say anything I kind of squinted and looked at him like What do you mean that means a few things? I'm pretty sure it means what it means. And he's like, we don't do stuff with our mouths. Oh, don't talk to me like that. And I was like, I know, I get it. And he's like, or heavy petting. Now this is the first time in my life at that point that I've heard that phrase. Heavy petting. Oh, so religious. Okay. And he could see the confusion. So he said, do you know what that means? And I said, yes, like a liar, because I didn't want the conversation to continue. But then after I said, yes, he said, what does it mean? And so caught red handed, I said, I guess I don't be. I just didn't want to hear you say something explicit. This is the first time I've met you. So already weird. And he said, like your hands going places uncomfortable and I was like got it got it now was I as hard as a diamond in an ice storm during this entire conversation yeah i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding dude i was so uncomfortable and i'm trying to you know i'm trying to portray confidence and honesty and because i was i wasn't going to fucking mess with her like Whatever she wanted to do, I was down for. Whatever she didn't want to do, I was down for. I just liked her. I wanted to hang out with her. That's really all it was. And And it turned out to be a great relationship. She was fine, you know. And she's a sweetheart. She's exactly what I had expected. He did, however, end the conversation by saying, and don't forget, a shotgun is a quick way to end a wrestling season. And I went, (laughs) I'm going to go bang your daughter now. No, dude, I'm just kidding. I I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I swear. But that sentence took everything that was just said and it put it into the little male snowball and it threw it at the ego part of my body. Because he said a shotgun's a quick way to end a wrestling season. And I wanted to go, I, wanna, I want to say everything that I just said and make it into a lie. That's what I want to go do right now. Because don't threaten me. I'm 16 or 17. I can't remember exactly what year it was. But I'm a child. Now, I get it as the father's standpoint, making sure that his... Daughter is respected. I get that. But let's just go through some bullet points. Um, don't ever say heavy petting to a 16-year-old or to another human being. Um don't threaten a child with a shotgun if you think that he's going to try and have sexual illicit relations with your daughter, okay? Because that's called premeditation and that ups the ruling, chief. You gotta keep that shit under wraps. Kill me later. Kill me later. All right, now I did, l- let's let's go into just one other story following up that. This just popped into my brain. Now, like I said, they were Mormon, and as is ninety five percent of the people in my old hometown, am I obviously fucking not? But I did. I had dated her for long enough. Like I was, you know, by all rights and purposes, in love with this girl for what I thought love was at the time of high school. Right. So I went to church a couple times. I did. Pretell, like, hey. This ain't going fucking anywhere, okay? Like, you're not taking my blood and mixing it with oil. I don't know what they did. Like I said, I don't know what they did. But there was a point in the service, you could say, that I was like, oh, this is a cult because that's the preconceived notion, right? Mormonism is a cult. Everyone kind of says that. It's kind of like the running joke. Mormonism is a cult. Now... I'm not trying to offend my Mormon listeners. Guys, I understand that's not an actual cult. You're not sacrificing anything. You believe in Jesus. You believe that Joseph Smith spoke to a rock in a quarry somewhere. And I get it. I get it. Not a cult at all. Um. So there was a point, And I don't know what this part is called. I think it's called the Young Women's. But... I'm sitting next to, I almost said her name. I'm sitting next to the girl that I'm dating and the sermon leader. I don't know what they're fucking called. They all have different names. The Bishop Council. I don't know. Says young women of the church, please stand and recite the parabolables, whatever the fuck. And I'm sitting there in a button up like a fucking nerd. I dressed, I dress nice for this shit. I should have been wearing... A t-shirt that says, suck my monkey, but I wasn't into jokes back then. In unison, probably 70 girls under the age of 18 start a fucking paragraph that starts off, we are the young women of the church. And I'm not kidding you with the monotone voice. That's exactly what it was. Hey, Now I'm slouched back in my chair. All right. I'm in a chair. I'm slouched back. I'm looking up at my girlfriend. And she's looking straight forward at the, at the, you know, ringleader. And it's like direct eye contact. And I kind of scan the room and every girl is the same. Direct eye contact with the front guy in unison saying this entire. And it's not like the paragraph itself was creepy. It's like it's like the it's the normal religious brainwash shit where it's like, I vow to respect my teachings, whatever the fuck you guys get it. You guys know if you've ever been to church, that's what it was like. But it was the unison for me, dude. It was the direct eye contact for me. It was the immediately in my brain, it's time to start phasing out of this relationship. Nothing to do with the girl. Like I said, she was wonderful. Everything to do with the fact that I was going to be hung upside down by my Achilles and drained of my blood on February 17th because that's what Joe said. I, like I said, don't know. But it's a was a fucking, it scared the shit out of me. And I had been to church. Like my family's Lutheran. I've been to fucking church. Lutheran's so easy though. Luther's like, hey, did you come to church this Christmas? And we're like, yes. And they're like, fuck, yeah, we're crushing it as a congregation. That's what Luther is. It was scary. But yeah, anyways, back to the beginning of the story. Uh, red flags are nice, guys. <laughs> I look, I'm not going to fall for any bullshit. All right, because I was the bullshit. Now, I didn't lie, and I suppose by all rights and purposes, I was a decent boyfriend. I never disrespected, but I did always have one intention. You better believe that those fucking guns were in the holster just waiting for the go signal, all right? Held strong, held steadfast, and able, or whatever. but if a fire would have been thrown out, boy, bang, bang, let's get the party started, but alas, that never happened. Now, I'll tell you another thing that I got into that's just honestly kind of dumb, like if we're being 100% honest, um, with this whole stock thing, right? I don't know if you guys... You guys had to have. Everyone's heard heard about it. I'm not going to go into what happened with the GameStop apps and the people on Reddit that jumped on. Am I on that subreddit now? You bet your sweet fucking ass, because I joined Reddit three weeks ago to add to the unqualified dad advice segment, and... Bam. Now I'm in the Wall Street Bets subreddit and I'm just learning. I'm just learning. Am I learning anything of worth? No, but as is my life. But the the guys on Reddit got together, invested all this money into GameStop because they realized that the hedge funds were betting shorts against GameStop, betting that it was going to fail and they're like, "You know what? Let's screw over these hedge funds." All these people invested all this money into GameStop. GameStop stock went through the roof. Hedge fund lost literally billions of dollars. And then the entire world erupted because it was like a war. It was like a David and Goliath war. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm going to start trading stocks. (laughs) Now, like my podcasting, like any of my social media shit, is my wife interested? No. No, she's not. Does she watch or listen or pay attention to it? No, I have like my entire own little thing going on and it's volatile. <laughs> I'm like a child that you give an inch and he takes a mile, you know, because I'm just, I'm just loud. Listen, I don't mean to brag, but your boy's up in the stock market. Okay. If you want to get on a team with me, you're going to want to, but dude, I've been in, it's wild. It's wild. But now I'm like a damn crack addict. Like every 10 minutes, I'm checking the stock. Just like, oh, wait, did it move? Oh, I'm a pump and dump guy. Now, if you're any sort of actual investor, that just made your stomach flip and you're like, fuck this guy. But listen, babe, I'm not in it for the long haul. I'm in it for a quick nut. I'm just buying stuff when it's low, selling it immediately when it gets high, and then boom, moving on to the next thing, okay? I'm like a gunslinger in the old west. I'm going town to town, knocking off banks for like $6 of profit at a time because listen, I'm not throwing my damn mortgage payments around or anything, but dude, it's fun. It's fun and it's easy. Now, there is a whole lot of heat coming at the Robinhood app right now because they like stopped trading against GameStop when the hedge fund was absolutely collapsed collapsing and they kind of showed their hand. But if I'm just saying if you wanna get into if you want to get into a little trading, just download that app, it takes literally a minute and a half to set up and then you can just start learning. And that's all I'm doing right now. I'm trying to learn what it even is because it's an entire money system that we're not taught about. Not in fucking Idaho. We're not taught about shit. And there's that like joke meme where it's like, hey, how do I pay bills? How do I like How do I get a mortgage? It's like, don't worry, I've got this handled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I'm from Idaho. We didn't even learn that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, okay? Order of operations, PEMDAS, I don't know that, all right? I learned how to harvest potatoes when it was harvest season. Here's a little tidbit for people that are not from Idaho. If you live in a small farming community, like I did in Southeast Idaho, where potato farms are everywhere during harvest season you get a couple weeks off to go help with harvest <laughs> isn't that insane to you you city kids that are like wait the the farm kids get multiple days off yeah homework free babe we got to just not go to school just cat, go out there catch a tan Hang out with Juan and Roberto and just have a great fucking time. So be jealous. Be jealous. But I'm out here trying to expand my knowledge because like I, oh, I got this daughter that I gotta teach things to now. And it's like, listen, if I'm a dumbass, she's gonna be a dumbass. Now she's gonna be emotionally smart because her dad knows how to deal with people. But I need to be her, I need her to be actually smart so she doesn't end up only caring about sports and athletics as she grows up like her father did it's called priorities and mine were slightly askew and on the topic of teaching my daughter let's get into a little bit more unqualified dad advice full disclosure by the way before I get started on this I I don't get triggered by things being triggered is not something that I believe like being upset about something that somebody said is not something that really translates with me very much you can't really say too much to get underneath my skin a lot of times I'll laugh or a lot of times I'll just think you're ignorant or a lot of like it just won't affect me I got a comment today that was not meant to trigger me and it sent me into a I was like who am I as a person I'm going to read it to you real quick. TeddyBear3799 commented, You know, if you ever want to make your videos a bit more accessible, you could add captions. There are some apps that do it automatically. You have such a good sense of humor, but you're really soft-spoken, so it's a bit difficult to understand you sometimes, which isn't your fault. Now, heart of the comment, kind. Definitely was trying to leave a comment that was actually helpful. Here's the thing. Soft-spoken, babe. Soft-spoken. That's the describing word that we're going to use for VJ Julio right now. Soft-spoken. First of all, I enunciate over the top. I enunciate too much. I add syllables where there shouldn't be syllables. I really make sure that my... Now, I do talk fast. Like, I talk so fast, if English is your second language, don't even try it. Like, that's how fast I talk. I understand that. That's the reason that I started a podcast, or my ability to just go on a a one-breather, five-minute fucking rant. This person called me soft-spoken, and I was like, what do you... I didn't respond, but in my head, I'm like, what are you saying, teddy bear 7699, whatever? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I am unequivocally the loudest person of any of my friend group any of my family i'm the loudest person period soft sp- i don't know it sent me off because in my head immediately i'm like well that's a fucking lie don't post don't don't comment lies and i think it was because they came from the like sensitive side and right now you might be thinking this is probably a joke but they left it on a video that the audio itself wasn't recorded real well because my phone's a piece of shit so it made sense to leave the comment on that video and but i was just like it shook me and it was the most unexpected shake that's ever shaken me period because vj julio is a lot of things one of them is not soft spoken you watch your Goddamn mouth, Teddyberry seven six four four two five. Now, unqualified dad advice. This is the this is the segment where I go on Reddit. I'm also going to be doing it off a of more per, on a more personal basis in a couple episodes. But I go onto the advice column. I find a piece of advice. If I feel like I can draw a narrative on it, and give out a little bit of advice, I'm going to. Is it going to be sarcastic? Probably 75% of the time. Is it going to burn them more often than not? Is Am I, am I going to try to stay away from actual serious topics that break my heart and cause dad tears to run out of my face? Yeah. Now, last episode, it didn't work out so well. There's some serious shit on here that breaks my fucking heart. But we're not getting into those today. Starting off, I, 29-year-old female, keep finding long hairs in my bathroom. Which is strange because my husband, 32 male, is bald and I have a short pixie crop hairstyle. Well, first of all, why do you have that? All right. Are you just flexing a guy's haircut on your husband because he can't? have a guy's haircut he can't have a period haircut because all of his hair fell out and now instead of just having like a normal haircut you want to flex on him the haircuts that he no longer can have so every day he's got to wake up and look at oh look at the hair that i can't have that was rude first of all rude rude throw advice 12 he's resenting you for the haircut already is he cheating on you not in the way that you're expecting okay it's not a girl i'm gonna call it right now it's his buddy with long hair who is he is only friends with because of his hair envy but there is a certain level of attraction and you can bet your bottom dollar you go off to work he invites his friend over they play video games in the back of his mind he's constantly hair envious and a little a little tingle happens okay now has physical contact happened not yet now let's say it, now let's say it is the worst thing and, and he's having an affair. How should you handle that? All right? You don't have any proof, but you have a gut feeling that this is an actual female's hair. What you're going to do is you're going to start gathering up these long strands of hair. Long strands of hair, okay? You're not going to confront him about him just yet. I want you to get a bunch. Once you've collected at least 50 strands of hair, You're going to tie a ribbon around that bitch and you're going to get it laminated. And you're going to present him with the laminated bunch of 50 pieces of hair. And you're going to say, whose hair is this? And he's going to say, I don't know. And you're going to say, I've collected this over the last week around our apartment. Now, what you're doing is you're flexing your psychotic muscle. And the psychotic muscle is a really, really strong muscle to flex at the beginning of an altercation, okay? Because it backs them into a shock corner so fast, they don't know which way to turn, okay? If you were to just casually approach him, if 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 something lewd is going on in the background of your guys' relationship, he's going to have something prepared that he's going to be able to hit you with quick, and it's going to sound real convincing, it's... But if you approach him with a bundle of 50 hairs laminated with a pretty bow around it, it's going to fuck up his entire game plan. And if he stutters over his his words, he's lying. Now, is he having an affair necessarily? No, but that's the fastest way to find out. You get that bitch cornered. Bing, bang, boom, cut to the chase, chief. 29-year-old female. Corners, 32-year-old male with bundle of 50 hair laminated. Truth exposed. How's that for a goddamn article title? (laughs) 22-year-old male says, My vegan girlfriend, 21-year-old female, wants me to get rid of my cat. I mean, what's up, Oregon? My girlfriend is a passionate vegan and wants me to get rid of my beloved cat because cats eat meat and kill mice. This goes on for another seven paragraphs we don't need to read anymore. Hey, first of all, you poor bastard. The tagline, my 21-year-old vegan girlfriend, says it all. The only thing that a 21-year-old female vegan is going to do is try to tell you exactly how you should live your life. She's so young, she's trying to figure it out on, on the fly for herself right now. And her only sense of control that she has in her life is trying to control everything around her. That includes you. The reasoning that she wants you to get rid of your cat is because it does cat things like eat. It, I, buddy, when you were typing this, did you hesitate? I pray in my heart that as you were typing that first fucking line that you went. I answered my question, but no. You went on for seven more paragraphs. Now, listen, I can guarantee in that seven paragraphs you were trying. To say her good signs. Guess what, bud? The opening title. Is the red flag that you need to run away from? I don't care how woke or how new gen or li- like whatever descriptive terminology you want to have for how you approach things in the world. This woman is psychotic, buddy. And not because of the vegan thing. If you want to be vegan and not eat meat, dude. Do you, first of all, it's a lot like any other choice that goes against this normal stereotypes of our society. Do you, it's like the whole pronouns thing and like the LGBTQ community, do whatever you want to do, period, period. The only time it becomes a problem is when you try to project it and change other people. That's where the pushback occurs. When you try to say that your side is right, the other people that don't have those beliefs push back and say that their side is right. It is the opposite of inclusiveness. You just got to let people do what they want to do, period. That's just it. Because you, as a human being, don't have control over another person's life, period. You just don't. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do, but flip it, they also can't tell you what's right. You can do whatever you want to do with your own personal life. Don't project your own belief systems and shit onto them just as I would hope that they wouldn't project their belief systems and shit onto you. It becomes a fight and it's the same and that's the main discord. People can't just let people be themselves. Now you got a, you got a 21-year-old vegan girl as a girlfriend. Awesome. As long as you can still eat a steak, because that's what you want to do. It doesn't even have to be like in front of her. As long as you can still do what you want to do, by all means, have that girlfriend. She sounds cool. She sounds chill. Sounds like she cares about animals and stuff. But when she's telling you to get rid of your cat for being a cat, that's some next level. She's going to cut you with something at some point in your relationship. That's also the type of person that you can't, Please, because what's going to happen is you get rid of the cat, okay? You give her that power dynamic. You cuck the fuck out for your vegan girlfriend. She's going to then turn around and see you as the cuck, and your respect level in her eyes is going to dip dramatically, because now you're just her cuck boyfriend that gives into whatever she wants. You don't have an assertive stance. It is a lose-lose, double-edged sword For these people that don't feel like they have a good enough control bearing on their life to just be confident in who they are and do what they want to do without projecting that ideology onto other people. Like, let's just bring it back. It's the exact same problem with religion. People can't just believe what they want to believe and run with it. As long as what you believe isn't hurting other human beings, do it. Because that should be the foundational impetus for any decision we make. Is what I'm doing hurting another human being? No. Do it. Now, if you're toying with their emotions, that's when it circles back to, that's your fucking problem, bitch. Like, your two choices are get rid of the cat and cuck out and lose all respect. And eventually the relationship will fall apart because she's not going to have respect for you as a man. And you're also going to slightly resent her for getting rid of a love domesticated pet. That when the relationship falls apart, not only do you not have your 21-year-old vegan girlfriend, which, by the way, is a win, you also don't have your companion anymore. The fucking, I can't, this, I I didn't pre-read that topic. I just scrolled, clicked it, and read it, and my stomach did a fucking somersault. Now, buddy, I know you love your vests and your man bun, but you got to hold this shit down. All right, do not get rid of that cat and try to explain it to her why you're not getting rid of the cat and why it's unfair of her to try to project her ideologies onto you once, one time, and then you're out and then you're out and then you listen, I want you to switch it up. Okay. Say you decide to end this relationship and I want you to go with a fucking carnivore girl that her best friends call Throatzilla, and then once you break up with her, find one right down the middle. Don't go extremes, all right? Extremes are scary. Extremes have a little bit, that teeter-totter thing where you're one side or the other, that's scary shit because guess what? You're gonna offend someone, just like this podcast. This podcast is going to offend some people, and I'm good with that because you can't make everyone happy factoid that's why we just rip through topics, okay? I'm just, all I'm doing is just weeding out the weak with this shit, okay? This episode definitely less people that are LDS like me, for sure. Okay? You called my religion a cult. It has properties and 21-year-old vegan females aren't going to listen to me anymore. Huge loss there. And people that hate Ryan Reynolds aren't going to listen to me anymore. Which, good fucking riddance. Because we're getting Ryan Reynolds on this podcast. That's the bottom line. That's the entire point of this episode. All right? It all ties in to Ryan. Come on my podcast. Please. That would be the coolest thing. All right? You'd make this little boy's dreams come true. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. I hope you go out into the world. I hope you make sure you put underwear on in the morning so you don't have any accidents. And I hope that you tune in for next week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That helps with the ratings and stuff like that. I am the 74th most popular podcast in the world right now. It's, go, it's doing really well. So subscribe. Leave a review. It can be a post. I don't care. And also... You don't have to do any of that shit because you can do literally whatever you want except for date a 21-year-old vegan female. I hope you have a great day. And remember, cheer up, babe.